0: showtime welcome to the show I'm Brent Holland welcome to night fright folks this is a show that you're gonna wanna settle in for if you're driving your car or your truck across the country ease off that gas pedal if you're at home listening on the radio perhaps online Get into your most comfy chair. Get the coffee going. Hot chocolate. Perfect night for a hot chocolate. It's chilly out there. Settle in. Get comfy. Pull a comforter right up. We're going to be talking about, you ready for this? Witches. Oh, yeah, baby. Right here on Night Fright. Witches tonight. With none other than Judica Iles. Iles. I'm, I apologize right away. And you notice. <laughs> <laughs> and she's uh, she's anxiously waiting the start of the show. And this is her new book. It's called The Weezer Field Guide to Witches or The Weezer Field Guide or The Wiser Field Guide, however they pronounce it. And this is the book. And we're going to be delving into that. Now, just imagine yourself going back oh, a couple of hundred years ago and calling yourself a witch this was not an occupation you wanted to call yourself because obviously there was a lot of persecution going on we're going to be talking about the difference between black magic tonight white magic and everything in between settle in, get ready, it's going to be a wonderful show strap in and hang on,
1: here we go There is a time to question. There is a time for answers. There is a time to challenge. There is a time to speculate. There is a time for change. There is a time for truth. The time is now. Welcome. Night Fright, your voice in the dark for Paranormal and Conspiracy Radio. And now your host, Brent Holland.
0: Welcome, 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 one and all. Settle in, get comfy, because we've got a show and a half for you tonight. Our guest tonight is Judica Isles, and we're going to be speaking about her new book, which is called The Weezer Field Guide to Witches, and I want to welcome her to the show right away for the very first time. Definitely not the last. Welcome to the show. How are you?
2: I'm uh, fine. Very happy to be here. Thank
0: you. Thank you for joining us tonight. i got to start off right away. I'm going to ask you, um, Right away. Are you a witch? Practicing witch? Depends
2: on your definition.
0: Well, and let's...
2: I let's. Something I write about is, is the word witch. Everybody thinks they know what a witch is, but everyone has their own definition. So, do I eat babies? No. You know, if you think a witch is a Satanist, then no, I'm not. I, I'm not worshiping the devil. I'm not, you know, living in a candy house and luring children in. <laughs> You know, there things, um you know there are certain de- definitions of which then yes then yes i would be but you we, you really have to clarify that because what you were saying in the introduction is absolutely true and it's not just a couple hundred years ago even now there are you know in some parts of the world people are killed for whether or not they really are witches because somebody said they were
0: Ah, that's interesting. Folks, if you're just joining us, we're speaking with Judica Isles. We're talking about her new book, The Weiserfield Guide which is Easy way to get it. Just go to the www.nightfrightshow.com website. As always, click on the book cover. We'll take you right to a place from the comfort of your own home. Nobody wants to go out. <laughs> it's chilly out there. You can get it right away www.nightfrightshow.com. Now, let's start off with that then, Judica. Let's start off with your definition of what a witch is. And then I want to get into the persecution, which I am surprised to learn is still happening today. And I'm going to extend on that afterwards, too. And I want to ask you if you feel that it's because uh, witches are primarily associated with your gender, women. But let's start off with your definition of what a witch is
2: my definition and, and it's uh, my I have always been attracted to witches since childhood and I perceive witches very positively and for me a witch is someone who is aware of the subtle powers of the universe and who attempts to harness those powers and to live in harmony with the forces of nature that to me it would be a witch and um, if you look in the Field Guide to Witches you'll see that um, there are many ways to be a witch. There are, you know, you're right. They are associated with women, but there are many male witches too. There are witches. Um, some witches are of the Wiccan religion, but there are also witches of every religion or no religion. There are atheist witches, which surprise people. But there you have it. There are many ways to be a witch. Um, but the one bottom line that witches, self-identified witches. Have in common is a sense of harmony with earth with plants and animals and the seasons that would be the basic definition but
0: you know it almost sounds uh, there's a lot of aboriginal folks uh, right here in Canada as well as the United States. they live in harmony with the world with the earth um, so much so that when you ask a, a native person an aboriginal person first nations person. Where they live, they identify with the ground, not in some kind of romantic sense, but they actually uh, believe that Mother Nature is their mother. Is it much along the same lines as that, Judica?
2: Yes, yes, yes. And you will find there are scholars who believe that witchcraft is the original human religion, it is Mm. the primordial. And it's something, if you go all over the world, it is something that people have in common. Everyone. Every culture, every nation, whether it's suppressed now or not, has the same sort of archetypal witch figure. People recognize it. You know, people have wherever you go around the world, there are ghost stories and there are witch stories. It's really, really basic and bottom line. And so that is something you probably would find among Aboriginal people everywhere. It it is really something that humans have in common. It's it's a it's something that doesn't divide us, but that actually brings us together.
0: Now, is it? Everything is energy. We know this. Um, science yes. has proven that everything is energy. Exactly. Is this the manipulation of energy for good, and can that same energy be manipulated for evil? Sure.
2: Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Mm. It's it's power. You know, it, It's a Paracelsus who said that every. Medication, you know, the the difference between a medication and poison is the dosage. Um, You know, and if you think about it, I mean, you can go to the drugstore and buy something and you can use it to heal yourself or you can do harm with it. So um, the basic theory of spell casting is that everything radiates some sort of an energy Mm -hmm. and a witch is someone who pays attention to this energy and attempts to harness it. For their their benefit, and ultimately, witchcraft and spell casting is intended to make people happy. Now, angry people, you know, maybe the things that make them happy aren't particularly beneficial. You know, so I mean, there angry people do angry things, whether they're witches, whether they're lawyers, whether they're, you know, college dropouts. So at at heart, witches are people. And most people are 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 okay people, and most people you know everybody has a bad day, but most people don't mean other people harm, but there are always exceptions, and that's true in any field. there's a tendency i think to hold witches to a higher standard
0: you know why is that them. why is that how do you why do you feel
2: oh no it's it's a it's a fear I think you know witchcraft is something that people don't always understand, and they want to control it and I think, in my personal opinion, and it's something I write about, and I have an earlier book called The Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells, which is a, a very comprehensive book on spellcasting. And my theory is the reason witches and other spellcasters, whatever you call them, warlocks, sorcerers, mm-hmm. um, you know, wizards, my theory is that the reason they have been persecuted is that they're basically not obedient people. There is a basic anti-authoritarian streak because it's you know it's basically saying I'm not going to wait for you to fix it for me, I'll fix it for myself and I'll fix it now and I'll fix it the way I want to fix it, and it's not necessarily malevolent, but it is very independent, and through history, author- and you know maybe it's a bad influence. It's a bad influence on more passive people. Witchcraft is not for people who are passive. It's for people who wish to fix their own lives, to take their lives in the direction that they wanted to go, as opposed to what other people, were, you know, the direction people tell you should go in. So I've always thought that that's the reason that um, authority of every kind, secular, religious, um, any sort of organized authority has always... um, Disapproved and attempted to marginalize shamans, also witchcraft yes. shamans, very similar. And to me, it's a bit of a canary in a coal mine situation. If you look around the world mm-hmm. and you um, you know read the news, one of the ways of de- determining how totalitarian a society is is how do they treat their witches and their and their spellcasters and their shamans? If they are completely, you know, the Taliban absolutely does not approve. You you cannot be reading cards in you know Taliban-controlled Afghanistan. So I mean.
0: Then we must be doing something right by practicing witchcraft if they don't approve, because bugger them. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, folks. I just want to tell you who we're speaking with. We're speaking to a real live witch. Now it's not. You know, it's not that stereotypical um, Halloween witch where you see silhouetted against the full moon and everything. No, no, of course not. We're t- we're breaking down those barriers tonight. Oh, we're speaking...
2: Next time, I'll bring my hat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and your broom, right? Oh yeah. No. <laughs> Judica Isles is our guest. She's got a book out, which I urge you all to get because it breaks down those barriers, breaks down those stereotypes, explains what a witch is. Um, it's a terrific book, folks. It's one you really should add to your library. It's called The Weezer Field Guide to Witches. Easy way to get it. As always, folks, I urge you to go to the www.nightfrightshow.com website. Click on the book cover, and that'll take you right to a place where you can order it from the comfort of your own home. Now, I just want to also mention while you're at the www.nightfrightshow.com website, if you're listening on the radio right now from coast to coast to coast, we also have an added feature, and that feature is called Night Fright Television, where you can actually see the video and you can actually see Judica speaking with me. Um, in the same fashion we're using Skype and I'm recording the audio and the video so you can grab the whole uh, sensory uh, experience if you will. (laughs) you can see the the whole package the audio the visual Um, let's go back into this witches Uh, witches warlocks uh, hexes wizards crones now you've mentioned the Taliban before Mm -hmm. how can witchcraft be used To neutralize the Taliban, and I use the word neutralize purposely because I don't want to cause anybody death or anything like that. But I want them uh, to stop what they're doing, especially the persecution of women.
2: You know, historically there are precedents for this. Um, During World, there was a very famous incident during World War II in Britain when the German invasion was threatened, and you know was imminent, more than just threatened. Some very very famous witches, Gerald Gardner, who is the founder of what we would call modern Wicca, and um, a woman named Dion Fortune, who might not want to be called a witch, but who was associated with magical practice, and they got together, and they uh, created a cone of power, a cone of protection, that you know to to keep the Germans out. And in fact, the Germans never did invade. And uh, you know, a lot of people. You know, you know, you, the thing with something like this is, it's not a science experiment. You can never prove. You can never prove did it work. Was it something? You know, would it have happened anyway? Who knows? But it certainly couldn't have hurt. If, for anything like this, any magic spell, what you need is a goal. You, you know, the, the basic components, and their magic spells come in a wide, vast variety. Pretty much anything can be used in a spell, but the two most important components are the human component a human being has to do it and the second is a goal you have to have a focus you have to have a desire you know you have to have something that you want to accomplish so the goal for something like that you know protection protection let's say for women you could you know um, a, a goal to soften someone's heart a goal to make people you know think. More, you know, to to encourage people to be more open-minded. You know, the simpler the goal, the more likely it is to work. It's sort of sort of just keeping things clean and simple. But yes, I mean that is something that an individual could do. Prayer and spells are very close together. There's a very fine line between them. And the way I was always taught is the difference is prayer is a request, versus a spell, which is a demand. Uh, you know, that was a little assertive,
0: you, you know, must,
2: this is what now.
0: As well as being a witch, you must be clairvoyant, too, because that was my very next question, <laughs> especially when you mention protection, because, you know, there's that yeah. prayer of protection that most Christians practice, and yes. most yes. other religions yes. do as well. Yes,
2: yes, 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 and, and, you know, most religions, although it's not really discussed, there's a folk magic, a folk religion aspect to them that, comes very very you know it's a very fine line between at what point it's the officially approved religion and at what point you know it's what people do P- people will sort of when people are unhappy and especially disenfranchised people in, in general magic is the, the domain of the poor because if you have so much money and so much power what do you need a magic spell for you know you know if you already have money you don't have to cast a money spell you've got it um... it tends to be people who for one reason or another are marginalized are lacking power are lacking opportunities it, it's sort of the equalizer it, it's it evens the playing field so for something like that i i you know you could certainly light a like candles um, and and you know, send out positive energy and blessings to, the say, the women of Afghanistan, um, empowering them, protecting them. You could send out a shielding energy. You know, there there are many ways to do something. In general, it works better if you're positive rather than negative. Mm-hmm. And and I I don't personally I I have issues with the terms black magic and white magic because I don't see colors as having moral equivalence. You know, in a lot of cultures, white is perceived as a very negative color because it's the color of death. You know, shrouds are white.
0: That's right, uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, you know, there, there are no white wedding gowns in, in Asia. It would, people would be appalled if, you know, they were red instead. In ancient Egypt, the ancient the name of ancient Egypt was the black land because black was associated with fertile soil. If you think about nice, rich, black earth, You know, you're going to grow something on them. Their concept of what was negative magic was called red magic, because they associated that with the barren soil of the desert. When 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 the earth is red, you're not getting crops. It's not feeding you. It's it's hostile. And so their concept of hostile magic was red. I don't even remember where, oh, okay. Yeah, no, no,
0: you're talking about colors and how they're not, um, you, you don't like assigning things to colors in a negative connotation.
2: is that you're sending out an intention. And rather than, I think you, people distract themselves with the colors. What is, what is the intention and what is the emotion? Are you positive? Are you loving? Are you, you know, are you fearful and you want to protect? Mm-hmm. Are you angry and jealous? Because there is a boomerang effect. To magic spells, they come back at you. Whatever you put out comes back at you, and it is better to be sending out loving, protecting energy than jealous, angry energy. So, and, and it's this—it's really easy to experiment with this. The easy experiment—you don't even need to cast a spell. Pick a day, and smile at everybody. And of course, some people will look at you and think you're strange, but you'll see people will smile back, and. Somebody who was sort of in a grouchy mood, well, you smiled at them and now maybe they'll be a little nicer to the next person. Versus the other side of that is just decide that you're going to be snippy to everyone you see for a couple hours and you watch their moods change. You say something snippy to them and somebody who was in a good mood before all of a sudden is looking at you with hostility. Magic spells are the same. Magic spells are not divorced from real life. They are part of... Real life just complicated. It's, real life is more mysterious than a lot of people give it credit for. So it's, it's just a component from it. So if you are an angry person who curses your neighbors, covets your neighbor's stuff, uh, you know, sends out that angry energy, whatever you want to call it, it it's, it's not beneficial for you. you. You will only increase your anger and only increase your unhappiness. Versus if you can focus it in a positive way, you are you are a blessing to yourself and to other people also.
0: Folks, Judica Isles is our guest this afternoon tonight, wherever whenever you're listening, we're speaking about our new book which is called The Weezerfield Guide to Witches and I urge you all to get it easy way as always, w dot nightfrightshow dot com. Just click on the book cover and uh, you'll see it readily available where that link takes you. I want to talk a little bit more about the darker side you know in christianity um, they believe christians believe that of course there's the devil and evil and cast out from heaven where does how does how do you define god as as a witch is god the omnis omniscient energy that's flowing all around us and through us is my where, off track know,
2: no, I mean I can't speak for all witches because, um, and it's something that I do discuss in this book. Particularly, there are Christian witches, which surprises a lot of. I mean, I think a lot of witches are very surprised by this, but there are Christian witches, and there are Jewish witches, and there are witches of all faiths. I, I mean, if that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um So, you know, people, and and then you have people who do identify. It's confusing because the same word is used to express a lot of concepts. And a lot of people use the words Wicca and Witch as if they're synonyms. Wicca refers to a very specific modern religion based on ancient Western European traditions. And the Wiccan faith, people who are Wiccan would disagree with what you said. People who are Wiccan perceive that there is is—it's a dualist in that there is a Lord and a Lady. And um, a, a lot of Wiccans will perceive that... All the female goddesses are aspects of one goddess. All the male gods are aspects of the Lord. That's, I, I come from more of a shamanic background. I, I, I perceive that there is a creator. I mean, to me, a creator encompasses the male and the female. There's, I mean, there's a creator of the universe who created people, who created spirits. And for me, all these different spirits are individuals and I I have another book I I mean this is actually I think my the field guide to witches is something like my sixth book but I have another book which is called uh, an encyclopedia of spirits and the book I'm working on next is an encyclopedia of saints and for me these are distinct they're not aspects of one they're they're distinct sacred beings that you can communicate with and request aid from or pay tribute to They're they're you know in the same way that you are not the aspect look like every you know male in the world and I'm not just the aspect of every female I, I see them as individuals but, but that's that's how I see it you know other people see it differently
0: I was wondering if you could walk us through let's say I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna draw a religious analogy again a, a comparison people have a health issue so they pray to God as they know God um, for either a cure or relief from that issue how would you tackle that issue?
2: Um, let me give you two examples Great. because I'm going to give you two approaches. One is uh through a magic spell. And actually, the way I started writing my book 5000 spells is because people started asking me about healing, and I didn't know what to tell them, and I started researching. Magic spells are very good for ailments that you've already gone to the physician and they can't diagnose you they can't find a cure you've gone through you know countless attempts and nothing is working it's not a substitute for the physician you know magic spells work hand in hand with all the mundane ways I, I i i'm i'm cautioning people don't you know go to the doctor first because you may as well i mean if a doctor can fix you that that's the simplest method but if it's not working there are various spells and many of them will incorporate things like Herbs or um, candles. they tend to be pretty simple household goods like salt or garlic, um, vinegar. And there are various kinds of spells that you can then attempt to it's basically an attempt to harness energy and in fix your own attempts. And there is a big section on healing spells in 5,000 spells, and there are different spells for different ailments different, you know, there, there's a reason there are 5,000 spells, no one individual needs 5,000 or more, it's just you have to find the spell that works for you because in the same way that one medication doesn't work for every individual mm-hmm. no one magic spell works for every one individual So you have to find your spell I mean, that, that's that's sort of the fun part of it ideally is to find what works for you the alternative method and probably what I would do is a spiritual petition and it is to ask for help it's it, 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 you know it's, the doctors aren't helping so so let's take it to a higher authority for instance the Archangel Raphael who is uh, the Archangel of healing and you ask for help and there are a lot of spirits all from all over the world a lot of saints in particular who you you ask for favors and there is a method and the method it's a bit of a negotiation uh, you you ask them for help you you maybe give them a gesture to catch their attention, a little gesture of respect, often lighting candles. A lot of Christian people will go to a church and light a candle, but, you know, people also build home altars, and you light a candle and you say, let's say, St. Anthony. St. Anthony is associated with certain illnesses, or St. Rita, who is associated with a lot of women's issues or with impossible causes, the illness that no one else can cure, and uh, St. Rita is associated with the roses, and so maybe I would buy her a single rose. and You know, St. Rita, please help me, and if you help me, and you want to be specific, and if you help me, and you give them boundaries, and I need help with in a year, and you're essentially drawing a contract, if you help me, I will give you xyz and they do not want your unborn children and they don't want your born children and there's this method is really ancient and you'll see it as a warning in fairy tales by unsympathetic people but basically in general what they want are good deeds from you you know i will make a donation to a hospital in your name of such and such amount of money or i will go and i will like you know I'm giving you one candle now, but if I'm cured every year, I'll light a dozen candles. They tend to be pretty straightforward and small things. So there's an exchange then that's
0: involved. There's an exchange that's involved. Okay. Oh, I think I just lost you. Let's see if you're going to come back there.
1: Uh, You're kind of working your way
0: back. Okay, there we go. Folks, just to let you know, we're speaking with (laughs) Judica aisles this afternoon, her book, the Weezer Field Guide to Witches, and uh... you can get it very easily. As always, I'm to hold it up there better for the camera. Triple W dot Night Show dot com. Triple W dot Night dot com. Also, while you're there, please do check out Night Fright Show Television and uh, all our guests now. Are being filmed, and you'll be able to see them for the duration of the show, as well as see the covers of the book uh, and there's all kinds of multimedia there for you to enjoy if you're listening on the radio when you get a chance um just go to the triple w dot nightfrightshow dot com lots of great archives there a uh, whole section on the j f k assassination, as you know nobody does assassination stuff um conspiracy stuff like night fright probably because we operate through the university network where we have a little bit more um latitude if you will uh... we can get away with certain things that perhaps commercial radio which shy away from Um great stuff there and as always as long as i can that you can download all those shows for free there's no charge associated with this whatsoever uh, if you'd like to make a donation, that would be great because I operate this as a volunteer and I don't make a dime off of it so far. <laughs> so maybe I'll, I'll get a spell for some uh, financial aid. I'll ask Judica for that. Let's go back to her. Let's discuss some more of the persecution. I'd like to go back in time. I don't want people to forget the type of persecution that people went through. I think of Salem right away. Can we discuss that for a little bit, just to give a little bit of historical uh, foundation to what witches have gone
2: through? Salem is the most famous case, and if you look at comic books and movies, you would think that every witch, you know, every television show, they all come from Salem. But actually, you know, on the scope of things, Salem is a pretty minor, you know, it's major in terms of the impact historically, and it is unusual in that the people in Salem self Bad afterwards, they were embarrassed afterwards. You know, the, Salem, the town of Salem now is not the, the actually where most of the historic events occurred. Salem Village changed its name to Danvers because they 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 didn't want the notoriety. They were embarrassed, and that is a highly unusual thing. But there were other witch trials throughout the colonies, uh, basically all the British colonies, the Spanish colonies in, in the Western Hemisphere, what we call witch persecutions begin in earnest, in slowly and approximately the 12th, the 13th century. You have a couple incidents, incidences in France and in Ireland, and then they build up steam through the 16th century, and then 17th century, and then they gradually taper off but the last witch trials in Europe, the last executions in, uh, in Europe were in the eighteenth century. They they were late. Uh, um, there, there was the woman beheaded in Switzerland. Yeah. I mean, people are, are shocked at You know, they were they were late. Um, they were rare, but people were still being, you know, witches were the witches in Salem were not burnt uh in general. Great Britain did not burn witches. They hung them. That doesn't mean that no witches were burned. And I've seen, you know, people write all kinds of stuff because they realize that the witches weren't burned in Salem, so they think no witches were burned. But that's not true. Witches were burned elsewhere um, in Spain, where they would have auto autodefes throughout the continent. The, in a very, the witch persecutions, the witch panics, they came in waves through, and they rolled through almost all of Europe very few exceptions. And so one of the problems, you'll see all these different numbers, you know, how many witches were killed, and people have these arguments about numbers. But you have to figure out how many centuries are you counting? And which countries are you counting? Are you only counting Western Europe? Or are you counting Croatia and Transylvania, too? Because they were killing witches there also. So, you know, they're nebulous numbers. The worst place to be a witch, or to be, and it doesn't even matter if you were a witch. The important thing is that somebody said you were a witch. Once you were, one of the things that, there's a money trail. Maybe everything leads back to money. If you were convicted, your, your, um, your goods were taken away, everything was confiscated. So it was sometimes to people's advantage to say that somebody else
0: was are, a witch. Are you open today about your um, being a witch?
2: I used to be this really private person, and then I wrote a book called um, it, it Is Now Available as Pure Magic. But my first book was originally, it, it went out of print, and why 2 Books changed the name. It was originally called Earth Mother Magic. And quite honestly, I, I didn't think anybody was going to read it. <laughs> so, I, you know, in hindsight, maybe I should have used an alias. I wasn't thinking like that, just for some privacy. But once you're published, you know, it's kind of out there. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you look me up, I've got, you know, I've, I've got an encyclopedia of witchcraft, I've got this field guide to witches, I've got a book on spells, I've got a book that will teach you how to speak with spirits. It, it's sort of too late for me to go back in the broom closet.
0: <laughs> the broom closet? Pun fully intended. Folks, okay. Judica Isles is our guest. She's a living, breathing witch. And not that stereotypical witch. If you've been joining us, you understand exactly where she's coming from. Now, the new book is called *The Weiserfield Guide to Witches*. Readily available: www.nightfrightshow.com Just click on the book cover, and that'll take you to a place where you can get it online. Um, how did your family feel about you coming out of the broom closet?
2: Oh, uh, I, I don't. I don't have a family that. I, I don't come from a particularly conservative family and I had relatives who, you know, you know, years ago were, you know, attending seances. You know, there was a the point where seances were very fashionable. So, you know, but sort of the heyday of spiritualism, they, they don't, it, it doesn't offend them. I, I think they'd like me to make more money, I, you know. They, they, they would be happier if I had a, you know, they'd be happier if I was an attorney or a doctor or something, but, but for very practical reasons. So I, I yeah. do hear, I get emails from people whose families are very negative. And, you know, people who, you know, their families beat them or shame them or, you know, try to send them away to institutions. I, I really was very blessed. I had nothing like that.
0: You know, um, I studied Kabbalah at uh, the Montreal Tourist Centre. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> in montreal as well
2: and, and, no not in montreal but i mean i but, i mean i think that's also that you know i don't come from a christian background yeah so i think that makes a big difference
0: perhaps so, yeah absolutely
2: uh, it's a different attitude they tolerate me they may not agree with me i get i get eye rolling <laughs> you know i mean, okay. but, but 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 i'm not evil i'm not you know i, I know i know
0: yeah um Folks, we're speaking with Judica Iles. Uh, her book, of course, is uh, The Weezer Field Guide to Witches, and she's a living, breathing witch. I want to get into the book a little bit. I just opened it up on dowsing. Can we talk a little bit about that?
2: Dowsing, also known as water witching, is um, it is a, a method of finding things. It's essentially, you know, you can almost think of it as a really big pendulum. And, you know, they use pendulums for people who like spirit boards or Ouija boards. A, a lot of people prefer to use a pendulum because you can do it by yourself. You don't, you don't need that other person. And it's, you know, clearly it's in your hands. It, it's sort of a less stress than the little planchette that you have to, you know, you're so afraid to move it that it, it never moves. Hmm. Uh, but dowsing is used to find water. It is used also. Um, it, corporations use it to find things like oil. You know, a, a lot of these methods. People act like you know they won't they won't discuss this in public, but in private, big corporations use a, a, a lot of these methods. So they'll look for oil. They've they've used it to look for missing people. Basically, um, the officials use a fork stick. A, a dowsing or a dowsing rod some sort of a rod that will actually lead you almost magnetically toward what it is that you're searching for and part of it is the tool, mm-hmm. but part of it is the dowser, and this is where people associate it with witchcraft because you know not everyone can do this in the same you know so there, there
0: becomes a symbiotic relationship between. The actual energy of the person and the energy of the tool, yes. for lack of a better way.
2: The tool is a conduit. The tool is uh, almost a conduit. Magic wands too. You know, people. You know, Harry Potter. People get very excited about what kind of a wand you. Have. It's just you can use you can use um, a stick. You can. I mean, also you can use your finger. It's just a focusing tool. Uh, the tool focuses. It harmonizes the dowser with what they're looking for. They're they're looking for something hidden and this enables them to find it, it it, it is a bit of a paranormal art for lack of a better better word, I mean how do you, I mean how does the guy holding a stick find water and yet that's how they've been digging wells for millennia, so some people can do it.
0: You have to be predisposed to it do you think or is it a, a skill that can be learned?
2: Yeah, you can be learned in any kind of a magic spell. Any a human being can do it. Uh, some people are better. Some people it comes easier. But that's the same thing with tap dancing.
0: Y- that's you know? a good point. That's a very good analogy, actually. Very you know,
2: good. It's the same yeah. With with you know learning how to read or, or or anything, some people will always be better at something than someone else. But effort goes a long way. If you really effort and desire, if you want to learn something and you're willing to ask somebody to teach you if necessary, you can learn. You can. If, you're going off to, if you're going to go off to a desert island and there aren't enough water sources, it might be good to send someone to learn how to be a water witcher before you you went you know it's just sort of a practical thing it's, it's worth the investment at that point
0: i think so too that's a good point folks we're we're speaking with Judica Isles this afternoon we're at this tonight whenever you're listening and the book is called the Weezerfield guide to witches i've opened it up we're going through a few things here raccoons yeah what have raccoons got to do with witches
2: and native uh, various animals are associated with witches and the stereotypes in the Western Hemisphere are owls and black cats. Yeah. But there you know, in Africa the hyena is the animal that's most closely associated with witchcraft. I didn't and, know that. Yes, and yes, yes. If, if they see you feeding a hyena, you could be in trouble. <laughs> I mean, a lot of a lot of witchcraft accusations come from uh you know, being accused of transforming into hyena or being seen in the proximity of Hyenas, or somebody thinks you look like a hyena, but um, in Native North America, raccoons were very closely associated with. But they—they have the little masks, and they have hands. They're dexterous. You know, they have hands, and they can wash food, and they're tricky, and they come in the night. They're sort of these little mysterious. They're mysterious, and they're curious, and they're smart, and those are things that are associated with witches, also. You know, I wanted to go back to something you said. You were discussing Kabbalah, and then we—we, we, um, you know. Traditionally, there are two types of Kabbalah. There is, um, the code word for it is there is the, the spiritual Kabbalah, the real Kabbalah, and then there's practical Kabbalah. And practical Kabbalah, and I, this is, I mean, this is old. This is going back centuries, so this is not just, you know, Madonna. Um, practical Kabbalah is the code word for um, folk magic. It's, it's practical Kabbalah. It's we're not we're not discussing you know the heavens we're discussing I need to make a living we're discussing that you know I can't have a baby I I, I can't find a husband um, you know my, my husband is beating me and he has to stop that's that's the I mean those practical they're practical issues and the code word for that was practical Kabbalah.
0: I didn't know that you see folks you listen to the night fright show and you get educated I get educated every show <laughs> I had no idea yeah that's yeah. A, that, so that you know it, it we always think folks you know I, I always come back to this we think that we're free centuries people have thought to be unique and different from each other and, and that's admirable in a certain sense but you know what we all put our pants on one leg at a time don't we that's what it comes down
2: to. to. We all have to eat. We all want love. We all need a roof over our heads. That's right. So, the basic things we all, you know, if, if you eliminate sort of the bigger pictures, the real estate issues, the politics, but basically, people are people.
0: Absolutely, and you know, I think it's in the um, the Quran of all things that it says that uh, there as there is as many ways to come to God. As there is people in the world, in yeah. other words, each person comes to God in their it's own it 's a lovely
2: way. thing to say yes, it
0: really is it 's beautiful, and that 's yes. what nature is, and, you know we 've been given this beautiful planet to live on and exist and, and communicate with each other through um, our our words, our gestures etc and it 's a shame that folks we had mentioned the Taliban before have perverted that uh mm-hmm. to an extreme again to identify themselves as more unique than somebody else so let's continue with this great book let's talk about the scarlet witch
2: oh my Ooh. favorite! the scarlet witch is a comic book character and that is actually very current because she has been uh, she's been MIA for a while but she's uh she's a marvel comic book character and she is actually um there is a new series right now in which she is making uh, her first appearances in a very long time the scarlet Witch appeared in the nineteen sixties and she is um, she's a very interesting character because she's been a member of the Avengers but she's also been a villain she is considered the most powerful of the superheroes because her her power is the ability to, to change reality so you know imagine if you could just say you know I'm not happy we're gonna we're gonna change everything and so she's a very controversial character a lot of the other characters even the heroic characters are um, you know sometimes afraid of her or you know they at one point were threatening to um, you know take care of her in, in a in a not very nice way but she, she used to take Captain America which I, I think is very nice
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's cute that's cute um... Are there historical cases, or I shouldn't say historical, but folklore cases uh, where there has been shape-shifting from witches?
2: Yes. And, you know, perhaps perhaps not just folklore, if you don't look at it entirely realistically. Okay, people, let's go People there. things very literally that, you know, oh, I'm going to turn into a, a wolf and. And you're literally going to walk, yeah, exactly, yeah. but that it may not mean that, it may be more that you, if you need to draw on the power of an animal, let's say um, you need to walk down a street that's scary and you're afraid. And, you know, radiating fear to, to attract the wrong kind of attention. And so what you want to do is not transform literally, but radiate. It is, it is radiating the power of a dominant predator, radiating the power, let's say, of, of a lion, of, of something that will, you know, radiate that confidence that you're the, the king of the jungle, and people will make room for you until you can get home safely and go back to being your own meek self. But a lot of it is self-transformation, not not so literal. I think if you're looking for literal all the time, it's, it, it's, you'll be disappointed. But there are there are um, there are a lot of folkloric stories of um, either witches transforming into animals, um, or you know animals sometimes transforming into witches. Just kind of foxes turn into witches, and cats turn into witches. It's the animal that is able to, tr- to transform into the human.
0: Isn't that
1: interesting?
2: Rather than the other way around.
0: You know, yeah. and there is a distinct yeah. parallel. You know, we were talking about First Nations folks before, and of course uh, a lot of shape-shifting going on um, in, in their history as well, In, in their um, yeah. i h- hesitant to call it a religion, yeah. their belief system, I guess you could say. Um, so that's very interesting as well. Let's continue. Odin. Here's a fella. Mr. Uh, Mr. Odin. I love
2: him. He He's controversial, too. Mr. Odin is the all-father. He is the leader of um, the, the... The Norse deities are actually divided into two of your reading Norse mythology. There's the Aesir and the Vanir, and Norse, Odin is the leader of the Aesir. He's Thor's... You know, according to Marvel Comics, he's Thor's dad. But Odin... Um, Odin, Odin is a shaman and a shapeshifter. And uh, a magical practitioner, the, one of the primary legends of him is how he, he sacrificed his eye to drink from the well of knowledge. It, it was worth it for him to drink a sip from the well of knowledge. He, he wants to know everything. He wants to learn every magical art. He hung himself from the world tree, basically sacrificed himself, very much like a First Nations Sundance, um, to, um, to obtain the runes. The system of the magical runes, and runes um, are—they're an alphabet. They're uh, sort of an alphabet that's now mostly associated with um, Northern European traditions. There are Anglo-Saxon runes, there are Nordic runes, but each one—you can write a word with them. They have a sound, like you know, A, B, C. They're very similar, but each one also has a magical power and a spiritual power, so they can be. Used in magic, also, and Odin is the rune master. Uh, he is, in a lot of ways, the basis for the North American concept of Santa Claus. That the the guy who travels at night. Um, that, that's Odin is a traveler. You have to be nice to him when he shows up. You know, I I don't know if he wants milk and cookies. He might want you know meat and uh, something more substantial. But uh, life. <laughs> He likes people who
0: are gracious You have a delicious sense of humor I, mean, I like can, that yeah, To yeah. people who are
2: gracious
0: <laughs> Folks, uh, bear with us We're having a bit of problem <laughs> well, with yeah, Skype It's breaking important. up, but bear with us um, it, it gets better It gets worse It's probably due to the snowstorm That you're experiencing as well uh, Right now it's clear here in Kingston, Ontario Where we're broadcasting From You're listening to www.nightfrightshow.com on the website or if you're listening on the radio from coast to coast to coast our guest today this afternoon whenever you're listening is judica isles and let me just get this book correctly framed. there we go and the book is called The Weezer Field Guide to Witches. And Judica, of course, is a real live living witch. And we're breaking down some of the old stereotypes. We're talking about a little bit of the history of the persecution um, and the positive aspects of being uh, a witch. And, uh, you know, everybody's an individual, folks. And like I said before, everybody comes to God in their own way. Let's talk a little bit about uh... botanical. <laughs>
2: Plants are the most prevalent material associated with spellcasting. Now, why is that? Um, I think because in, in going back to something we discussed earlier, is mm-hmm. that witches and healers are so the history of witches and the history of healing are so closely intertwined. Mm-hmm. If you go back thousands of years, the you know every will every village had a witch. And I, sh- I should point out that the, the word which derives from the same English source is the word wisdom and wise. So another way of defining wisdom is it's a wise person, somebody who knows stuff. And one of the things they knew were, you know, which plants. I mean, imagine in a world without pharmacies, which plants healed which ailments, or you know, which plants you should stay away from. Which plants had visionary powers? Which plants? you know, could be used to, you know, concoct a love spell. And if you, that that's not so far-fetched, if you think that perfume is all flowers. And that's why do people put on perfume often? Precisely. I mean, good. Very good, it's just, very good. You know, to attract. Yeah. Ancestry. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, I mean that's, it's, 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 you know, uh, you go to the country a descendant yeah. of, of an ancient love potion.
0: Now, do so, you take different elements? Animals, and
2: then you have certain
1: attempts.
0: I was going to ask you to take do you take mm-hmm. those various I'm sorry, plants I didn't hear you. Do you take those various plant elements and uh, brew them or mix them? You know, everybody thinks of the big cauldron, right, from the beginning of Macbeth.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can. Although, you know, I, I was to you know, most witches are using their kitchen stove. Uh, you know, in North America, you know, people are using whatever is, is, is at hand. Yeah, I, I make oil. <coughs> That, that's that's my specialty. I make. I like little bottles. I like little perfume oils. Um, there are various the, um, magical oils. Yeah, exactly. You put them on, various, okay? Various little. Can you hear me better now?
0: Oh, that's much better. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. We're, yeah, it's breaking
0: um, up. Okay, there you go.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Can you hear me now?
0: Yeah, it's better.
2: I'm trying to get to the mic. Um, um, you know, I like little potion bottles. I like little potions. I like brewing up little oils um, that you can use for various purposes. You can use them for candle burning. That, that's what I like to do. But, you know, there are also certain plants that are associated with witches. Mandrake roots. Mandrake roots are um, the, actually the German word for Mandrake, and there are a bunch of movies named Mandrake Is Alron. And Alron derives from a word that is similar to rune, like, like Odin with the runes, because runes are associated with witches. And so... Um, there are all kinds of certain plants, certain trees that are traditionally identified with witches.
0: That's interesting, you know. Um, as as I, I'm looking right, right now, this studio is situated on Lake Ontario. I'm looking out over the lake. Is water an important element? Yes. Yes.
2: Well, all the elements are
0: important: water are. and
2: fire, air. And if you go to Asia, um, they consider metal an element, and metal is actually iron. Is the is is thing that's really closely associated with witches. Um, Magical practitioners have been associated with healing, but also with metal workers, with iron workers. And if you think back, you know, when to the beginning of the Iron Age, that was the ability to forge iron, to forge steel. That was it was a big secret. That's right. Closely guarded, and and it was often in clans where the men would do the the heavy labor. And women would do
0: healing. Ah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Now, have you? Of
2: course, Middle East. If you go to, to um, like among Bedouin societies, <laughs> it's still very similar. We have these iron-working clans who will travel and do this combination of yeah, they'll fix your scissors and they'll and you can buy cutlery and they also do folk
0: healing. Wow. Now, you had mentioned before the boomerang effect. If you send out yeah. something negative has anything ever happened to you that has uh, unnerved you or scared you. Uh,
2: uh, I had somebody do something not so nice to me once I mean I yeah I mean but you don't have to be a magical practitioner there are people who you know I can't tell you how many emails I get asking if you know I think someone cursed me um but something I would like to emphasize because I had a negative experience like that is that curses have antidotes curses can be removed I, I, I see people who are... Can I just, just
0: interrupt you for a second? See, you can yes. actually curse somebody even if they don't want... Like, I yes, always thought...
2: You don't have to believe this. Yes, yes. I mean, not everybody is cursed, and people who want to curse people, you know, not every, not every spell works. So it's not that curses are necessarily more effective. So somebody may threaten to curse you, it doesn't mean they know how to do it. But you don't have to be a magical practitioner to curse someone. That is the easiest type of magic. Anybody can do that. You just have to be angry at.
1: And once again, that 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 curse can come right back and
2: and smack you you
0: in the face, right?
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, if somebody has ever, you know, and quite frankly, most cursing is done, you know, it's not random. It's not someone who you never knew. It's mostly families. I mean, real curses, It tends to be family members who are fighting about something. Um, Yeah, exactly. It's sort of nasty stuff. But if you are angry enough and you can focus your anger, and a lot of the people who hurt don't mean to do it. They had a bad day. They had a bad day, and someone said something really stupid to them. You know, the the, the woman who um, cannot get pregnant, and it's been 10 years, and she cannot get pregnant, and she has, you know, used all her savings, and she's done every kind of a health, you know, procedure that has caused her pain, and, and she still, nothing is working. And then some, someone in the supermarket who doesn't, has no way to know this, the woman in front of her complains that, oh, yeah, it's so hard to sleep because my kids keep me up. Well, you know, it's the wrong thing to say to someone. Understood. Um, and at that moment, it, it's like, do you know the, 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 the feng shui concept of the poison arrows? It's like that arrow coming. Well, it, it's that it, it's the concept of this energy, very sharp energy that comes out of your heart, and just finds a target. And the best way to avoid being cursed, don't brag. Don't ever brag. You know, a lot of places will you know say like, don't brag about your good fortune, especially to people who you don't know, because um, you don't know. You don't know what sort of painful memories. Your awakening. So you know, don't brag, don't boast, mm-hmm. be a little bit circumspect.
0: Lashemhora. Uh, you know,
2: yeah, exactly. Well, it's the eye, Lashemhora. It's the yeah, eye, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, poo 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 You know, <laughs> and, 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 and 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 no, you know, there's a reason for that. The reason for that is it. it the the, thing, the the evil eye is perceived as an anti-fertility force. It, it dries out. It's barren. Saliva moisture counteracts it and so that little poo 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 is spitting literally is thought to counteract the evil eye in Italian they call it malocchio the, the evil eye mm-hmm. um, so I mean this is it is I mean when, when Grandma when grandma was spitting she had a reason <laughs> she may not have known what her reason was she might have forgotten she just saw her grandma do it but just,
0: but there's, just, there's, just like you a throw picture. salt over your shoulder right?
2: So, salt is a protective device and um, salt, um, like people who watch Supernatural, that much, that part is true. Uh, the use of salt as 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 protection, very easy method. If you're scared, you know, if you're alone in a house and you think the house is haunted and you're really scared, you, know, you can keep up like, some packets of salt in your pocket, like from the fast food place. Make a circle of salt and stay inside until you're feeling better. It's That's very wonderful simple.
0: advice. That's great advice. we got to wrap up now, but you know what? I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. It's been wonderful. I've learned a ton, Thank folks.
1: You too.
0: Folks, our guest this afternoon, tonight, whenever you're listening, Thank has you. been Judica Isles and her book. Just let me frame that perfectly. There we go. Uh, the Weezer Field Guide to Witches, readily available as always at www.nightfrightshow.com. Just click on that book cover, folks, and it'll take you right to a place we can order it online, which will be right at Judica's website. And Judica, can they email you, the folks that are listening right now, if Absolutely. they have questions? Absolutely. That's wonderful.
2: I, I'm, I'm going to warn people that I'm a little slow right now because I am working on another. I, some of my encyclopedias are really big books, and I am working on a manuscript right now. It'll be done probably in a month or so. So please feel free to answer me. Don't take it personally if I'm slow answering you back, but I will. Um, my email address uh, my, my website, judicaillis.com judikai i-touble-l-e-s.com I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter I, I'm easy to find
0: Good, and I'll put those links, of course, folks on the website, Thank www.nightfrightshow.com Thank you so much for joining Thank us Thank you, Brent. All the very best to you To you, too Thank you I'm Brent Holland from Night Fright See you next time
1: To Night Fright, i your host, Brent Holland. The time is now. Your voice in the dark for Paranormal and Conspiracy Radio.